You are listening to the D-Bad Movement. This is the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast with me, John Gilbert. Me, Ian Thompson. And me, Alex King. And today, we are going to be talking about cats. We've done dogs. Well, I'm not saying we've done dogs, but we've done an episode on dogs. Now we're going to be talking about felines. Yeah. So, I believe they are... Are they the most populous pets in our country, Alex? Well, there's 24% of UK adults have a cat. So there's an estimated population of 10.9 million pet cats in the UK. I think they're just under dogs. I think dogs are about 26% of UK adults have dogs. How many wild cats do we have in the UK? Wild cats in the UK? I have no idea. It's just, it said there's 10.9 million pet cats. I bet there's more wild cats than there are wild dogs. Yeah. Significantly more. But yeah. you, I mean, you often get like cats just like get lost, don't they, and go and find somewhere else to live and just go around other people's houses and things, don't they? Yeah, they don't really give a shit, do they? And I do think that that's a the thing, because when we've been doing the research on this and calling out to the community, when we did the episode on dogs, people were like, oh, dogs. Dogs are lovely, but aren't they a bit of dickhead sometimes? But then when you say cats, they just go, yeah, dickheads. Yeah. Some people have just said cats are just dickheads. But I think they're sort of lovable dickheads. Yeah. Like mm. me. Mm. Yeah, well, Pippa Clarkson, she said cats will bully dogs. They said, we used That's to true. come downstairs to find my dog squished up in the cat bed while the cat was living it up, sprawled out in the dog bed. The dog had a save me look in her eyes. So maybe that's why. That's true. Yeah. So T- Totem once got attacked by a cat. We were on a walk and this cat, Totem was just minding his own business, trotting round a corner, and the cat just jumped down off a wall and attacked him. But it wouldn't go away. Like, Totem was scared and ran behind me. And I was, like, trying to get rid of the cat, like, kicking in its general direction, but not at it, just, like, around it. And it, the cat just wouldn't go. It was hard as nails. It was willing to take both of us on. The cat probably didn't appreciate that you were choosing not to kick it, and it probably thought that was your actual fighting style. Maybe it did. Just so like, maybe it thought. Yeah, well, here the dog's a wimp. And this guy, I mean, humans are supposed to be scared of him, but, I mean, have you seen who fights? <laughs> this guy's got zero coordination. <laughs> but, again, but let's come to the assumptions. So Pippa's story there, right? We used to come downstairs to find my dog squished up in the cat bed while the cat was sprawled out in the dog's bed. Right, how do we know that it was the cat taking the bed and wasn't yeah. the dog taking the cat's bed? That's because true. the dog had a save-me look in her eyes. But the dog can't really <laughs> communicate in that sense. It just had puppy dog eyes, which is what dogs do. And as we've discussed on a previous episode, it's purely about evolution because they don't really like us. They just want to sponge off us. Mm. Not a popular opinion. I've lost I've lost my colleagues on the show now. I've lost my co-hosts. Um, oh, dogs, aren't they lovely? Anyway, we're talking about cats. John Pearson's also had an experience with a cat. <laughs> She has. She's put my cat shat in the tumble dryer. Couldn't quite figure out where the smell was coming from. Melted cat crap all over my washing. Beat that dickheadery. Wow. That is brilliant. That is amazing. Just found a nice little warm tumble dryer to go and curl one out in. <laughs> that is pretty unpleasant, isn't it? Yeah. So also, I love the use of beat that dickheadery. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that can be really. I mean, not for not for cat dickheadness, no. 
No. Like cats normally just do like little fun things, like they'll tap things on a surface until they all fall off. And it's almost like the cat knows what it's doing. But like shitting in a tumble dryer, that's that's genuine like warm. Imagine how upset you'd be. You're getting your nice clean yeah. washing out of the dryer. Well, it's still nice and warm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Emma Chloe's been in touch again. Uh, Every house I have ever lived in since I was 18 has had a cat sneak into my house in some way or another. I love the some way or another, like they all do it in different ways. (laughs) The worst incident was one night when I lived in an upstairs flat during summer and had my bedroom window open. I woke up to a cat stood on my chest and staring at me in the face. Thankfully, my bed. I love this bit. Thankfully, my bedroom door was shut as we had a rabbit in our flat. <laughs> no explanation needed. But the cat just jumped back out of the window. Absolute dickhead. It, what's interesting here is was the bedroom door shut because she was scared of the rabbit and she was worried that the rabbit might stand on her chest and, and stare at her? Or was the bedroom door shut just in case a rogue cat crept in and decided to stare on, stand on a rabbit's chest instead of a human's? Who could take it? I don't know. Yeah, maybe if the bedroom door was open, the rabbit would have protected her. Well, yeah, exactly. I don't quite know. I mean, we're assuming that we had a rabbit, so it was a pet. It wasn't just an animal that got into the house some way or another. Well, it was it? Or thankfully, my bedroom door was shut as we had a rabbit in the flat. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean it was there, rabbit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this should be up in the security in this place. Yeah. yeah. And in fairness, right, so the cat... I'm trying to come in defensive cats on this episode... So I woke up to a cat stood on my chest and staring at me in the face, right? Absolute dickhead, right? He, he jumped out of the window when she woke up. I mean, not that bad. It's not like it shat on her, is it? No. It's not like it violated it. Well, we don't know, actually. I'm assuming it didn't. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a nightmare of a house, doesn't it? It's like, you know, like, ah, shit, we've got a rabbit in the flat. Everyone shut the doors. Lock it down into lockdown, everyone. So you all go into lockdown. You get in your beds. You, you try and have a good night's sleep. But I mean, presumably all you can think about until about four in the morning is the fact that there's a bloody rabbit running wild in the flat somewhere. Then eventually you get to sleep. You wake up and damn if there isn't a cat stood on your chest. But it could be what well, this is the same Emma Chloe from our Supernatural episode yeah. who had experiences with water appearing in her bed and a murderous ghost yeah. stabbing you with a needle. We've or as I like it. to call it, cat piss. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't cat piss because they, they smelt they it. Oh, that was right, yeah. Yeah, um, so um, if you want some greater context on this and you want to hear the first D-Bad story that actually reduced Alex and I to tears... Check out the episode on Supernatural. So, um, yeah. So thank you for your contribution, Emma Chloe. You, <laughs> you're keeping my imagination good. <laughs> Claire, my girlfriend's actually terrified of cats. Like literally, she's terrified of pretty much any animal. So she doesn't really like dogs and she's terrified of cats as well, which is made all the more strange by the fact that she owns a cat. <laughs> so she's got a little cat called Cora, who's a really small, nice cat. And Claire's absolutely terrified of it to the point where she moves the cat around the house when she needs to using a cushion. So why does she have the cat? I don't know. Is it for the kids? I mean, presumably it's for the kids, yeah. Well, but... see, that's, that, what a lovely um, act that is. Georgina Sparks says, My cat had a foot fetish and dived on bare feet, which was a shock if you needed a wee in the middle of the night, as the cat's favourite place <laughs> to lay was in front of the bathroom door. <laughs> That does sound like dickheadery to just attack you. He had a fetish there. 
Yeah, good point, actually. My cat had a foot fetish and dived on bare feet. I mean, are you suggesting Alex is a sexual element to this? I assumed it was aggression, but yeah. It I think not. It doesn't say what happens after it dived. Well, all cats can be quite promiscuous. So we found out in researching for this show that cat litters can have more than one father. Oh, wow. Yeah, I never knew this. Curious. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to slut shame or victim blame or anything like that it takes two cats to tango but what happens is that when a mummy and a daddy cat get together the sperm gets like all clogged up inside the lady cat but because the the eggs that she produces through her feline fallopian tubes can stay alive for 24 hours that different sperm from different cat ejaculation exercises from different cats means that there are multiple ovums available for the sperm. So, in theory, she could have eight kittens with eight different dads if she had a really big night. Wow. I mean, the yeah. word clogged up. Yeah, I mean, that was the, that was a real low point in that science lesson, <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm not a science teacher. Uh, you might be able to tell. Uh, what I do is, instead of using the right word, I, I, I adopt, like, a condescending tone as though that maybe what he's saying is quite intelligent. I mean, it's not... <laughs> But that's my defence strategy. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, cats, they're at it like, I don't know, rabbits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the biggest cat in the world is the liger, which occurs when a lion breeds with a tiger. Yeah. Mm. Correct. They're not very healthy, I don't think, but they're big, which leads into kind of some of the dickheadery that humans do when it comes to cats. Yeah. We're not great, are we? And it's usually about like breeding cats for our own purposes. So there's a type of cat, isn't there, that they have issues like pugs, so they're quite uncomfortable. Yeah, mm. with the, the breeding. I don't know the actual name for them, but it's the cats with the, with the short noses. Short nose cats. Is that what they're called? Is that the official name? No, what I was doing there was just adopting my condescending <laughs> term and creating the illusion that I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Sounds legit. Yeah, I mean, humans will just spoil any kind of animal when we're given the opportunity. Yeah. You don't have to look much further than like the big cat stuff. In America? Yeah, so an article in The Guardian says that there are between 3,200 and 3,500 tigers remaining in the wild and around 5,000 that's kept in captivity. In the US? In the US, yeah. That's insane. I mean, I, I take it we to adopt the position that that's negative and we've taken cats out of the wild rather than the US are keeping the species alive. Well, so I think there's, because there's a couple of things here, isn't there? Because you do get some where they're very endangered and yet um, mm. like zoos and things like that do very well in actually trying to keep the population moving and whatnot. You know, they do quite a bit of conservation work and things like that. Yeah. But then I think 5,000 in, in captivity in the US, I think that's because a lot of them have gone to like either private zoos or like smaller private zoos or even just private homes. People like Mike Tyson. Mm, Tiger King, the documentary. Have you both watched it? Yes, I've watched yeah. it, yeah. It's, re it's really good. As far as documentaries go, it's good. I enjoyed it. Mm. What that show's done is it's shined a light on a lot of dickheadery that I don't think was in the public consciousness because if you go to one of these places, I watched that show thinking, oh my God, it'd be really cool to like stroke a lion and mm. so on, but I wouldn't want to do that now nah. um, because of all the, the mistreatment that you, you see there. So in, in a sense, that is like a deep, bad movement thing where you just think, yeah... Would I want to pay and do that now? Probably not. No. Plenty of people do. I bet, I bet it's made it more popular. Yeah. People ignorant to their own dickheadery. Yeah. I know in Asia when I, I was there, there was a lot of that. <gasps> and I hate it because they're drugged up. 
especially in like Asian countries, there won't be regulations and stuff out, but it's awful. Could you imagine if you knew somebody who did like stroke a cat or something like like a? Tiger? Well, I mean, if you've done it in the past and then recognise now that it's not the best thing to do, then that's fine. It's just not doing it. What do you think about it, Ian? I stroked one in Brisbane. Big old like tiger, the regular type that you get on Frosty's packets. And uh, occasionally when it laid down and you were able to go up and have a picture taken with you stroking it, so I did. But they look cute, don't they? Yeah. Particularly like baby lions. I mean, we shouldn't be doing that, but if you look at the relationship that people with big cats have, where they'll go up and like play fight with them and so on. Mm. I remember not that long ago being told that that was impossible and that you couldn't have a like safe relationship with a big cat like that, but then you do see examples of it. But then you also hear about things like Siegfried and Roy. Had the throat ripped out. Yeah, that was mistreatment of those cats by putting them in an unnatural situation and eventually they are going to flip. Mm. So I think we need to respect them. Oh, we've gone all serious. This yeah. is the most serious we've ever been on the uh, podcast. Yeah, I would think twice though, about doing it in the future, like going to private zoos and things like that. Mm. So humans have got a history of dickheadery and beyond dickheadery, really, when it comes to cats. Do you remember that one a few years ago? It was a lady called Mary Bale, who was the cat bin lady. And it was like, they had some CCTV footage of her just walking down the street and there was a cat on the wall and she just casually just picked it up and dropped it in a wheelie bin and just left. I don't remember this. The most hated lady in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was big news at the time. Everybody was paying for a blow. I mean, I think it turns out that she had quite a severe mental health problem. Mm. People really did rally against that. Mm. But then nowhere in a Biggest scheme. Have you seen the Netflix series Don't Fuck With Cats? Yes. I can't watch Great. it. You can't watch it? No. Because he, he does fuck with cats. I know. The reason that guy had so many people who were collectively trying to find out who he was was because they were interested in the welfare of animals, probably to a greater extent than if he just killed a random person, because that happened yeah. all of the time. But because he was putting these horrific videos of his mistreatment of cats... They really went for him. And they went for him with such devotion that they actually did they caught him in the mm. end yeah. before he went on and, and did other stuff. So, yeah. So if you've not seen Don't Fuck With Cats, it's actually it's a very good piece of uh, documentary because of the level of detail they go into. But if you do get distressed about watching cats being severely mistreated, maybe give it a miss. <laughs> yeah, leave that one. Watch Tiger King instead. That's got funny bits in it. There's very little funny about Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah. Carol Baskin's just been given Joe Exotic's zoo as well, hasn't she? Yeah, she I has. read that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I've got a piece of controversial dickheadery when it comes to the whole Tiger King situation, right? Let me ask you this. Do you believe that Carol Baskin actually killed her husband and fed him to tigers? It's a good story. I mean, who knows? Okay, well, I don't believe that that's what happened. You're right, it's a good story, and I don't have any proof on this, but it just seems unlikely to me, given it. But yeah, she's just this massive sensation internet meme that she killed her husband. And I mean, on TikTok all the time, it's just like, it, yeah. it's just like kids, kids around the globe believe that this woman killed her husband, when I feel that probably she didn't. So it's a bit harsh on her, really. Yeah, it is. She's not an angel in all of this, but to actually be like a standing joke that you killed your husband and you didn't. And if she lived near you when she was young, then she'd get a nickname, wouldn't she? Yeah, what was your nickname, John? Um, we'd have called her... <laughs> Killer husband cat lady. Psycho cat lady, yeah. Psycho cat lady, wow. But do you know what? That, that links me to something else that annoys me, right? So when a lady has cats as pets, 
So 24% of UKs have a cat living with them. That's fine, right? But when it's a lady, she's then labelled clinically insane as a crazy, crazy cat, cat lady. lady. Do you not have to have a few cats to be labelled that? I think it's more like older women, isn't it, with cat? Even just one, like yeah. an old woman yeah, with a cat. why are you crazy? I don't know where that's come from. I think it's come from the woman from The Simpsons. Uh, who is called Crazy Cat Lady. But therefore, I say every lady of a certain age who has a pet cat is therefore crazy by default. No. <laughs> she could be a lovely... I mean, some of them might be crazy. Yeah. But most of them won't be. I feel like I've come in the defence of all the ladies in this. I'm, I'm not on the pull. <laughs> I'm not trying to impress anybody. There's an older lady that lives near my granddad, and she basically just lures cats in with treats, and um, until they start gaining a trust, then just sort of keeps them. So she has about eight cats... She's just stolen them off people. Oh, that's dickheadery. Well, not stolen them as such, but sort of gained their trust over the actual owner. She's groomed the cats, yeah. Mm. And they're all there with, like, little cat Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, generally, the cats get blamed for that. Oh, that cat's fickle. They'll go move in with somebody else because they look after them better. But if they've been groomed... Mm. They're the victims, really. I mean, this is what we know. Ian and I know this, having made over a dozen films about grooming of children into into getting them into um, criminal gangs or sexual exploitation. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's start... what she's doing with the cats. Maybe we should start looking at cats as well. Maybe so. Maybe. Yeah. I think if, if you did, if, if you actually incited kind of a bit of rage about this, people would get behind it. I mean, look at Don't Fuck With Cats. I mean, we don't have a... Ser- I mean, unless she is also a serial killer. She loves them. I don't think she mistreats them or anything. She really does love them really? once she gets them in her possession. But it's just... Once she lures them once in. Once she's lured them in, yeah. I think it's your, yeah. your choice of words here. Yeah. It's like she lures them in. Yeah. I remember as a child seeing an act... I, I genuinely believe it was an act of accidental or thoughtlessness that has become dickheadery when... My friend who lived around the corner from me, he had a pet cat and somebody accidentally ran over and killed his cat. But rather than just leaving it dead in the street, they knew which house it was was from, but they weren't in. So what they did is they put it in a carrier bag and just, just hung it on their door handle. No, so they didn't. They, home, they just found the cat Christ. with a little note on it that said, sorry, we killed your cat. That's horrific. It is, but what should they have done? Like, what was the alternative? You'd have yeah. just kept, like, done something with the cat. I'm not sure what you do with the cat, but then go around and explain. Stuff it. Rather than just leave Take the... it to a taxidermist. Because how horrific seeing your dead cat there without any sort of explanation. Well, it did have a note on, but... Nah. But, I mean, I suppose the note could have said, sorry we killed your cat, it's round the back. So brace yourself before you look in the bag. I think you wait until they're in and go around and explain what's happened. So you would take the corpse... I don't, to be honest. And then go back on another occasion. Put it in your freezer. I don't know if I would take the court. But then if you got caught with that, that would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Is that what I'm saying? It's like, it was it was bad to, to come back to your cat in a bag hanging off your door handle. I'm not disputing that. But what should they have done? What's better than that? I don't know, you know. I feel like it needs a verbal explanation there. This is the same mate who, in a total act of dickheadery, he lent me a CD and I broke it whilst messing about with it. But then I felt bad, so I went into town, bought the CD and took it round as a replacement and he was no longer angry with me. I don't think they could have done that with his cat unless they somehow reanimated the corpse in some kind of pet cemetery situation. But that would take time. They could have taxidermied the cat. They could have had it taxidermied. Yeah. Yeah, but would they put it? (laughs) Perched on the wall. With a little note that says, sorry, I'm dead. Yeah. 
God, this is a this is a tricky subject. I'm not sure how you go about it. It is. That's these are the big issues that we need to deal with on Don't Be a Dickhead. Yeah, they are. If I ever accidentally kill somebody's cat, I don't know what the most appropriate thing to do. I mean, don't kill it in the first place, but I'm sure it was an accident. I'd be mortified. It's just like the moral maze, isn't it? We've gone all Radio 4. Yeah, so dickhead cat characters, especially in sort of Disney, cats are used to sort of portray villains. And I was shocked to find out that they are actually under dogs in that. I'm quite surprised Yeah. So obviously, like, quite famous ones. These aren't necessarily Disney, but Tom and Jerry, the Cheshire cat in mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland who takes pleasure in misleading Alice. Puss in Boots, who is quite manipulative, yep. and Top Cat, who is a bit of a scam artist. So they do get portrayed in mm. cartoons and things as being not very nice. I would struggle to think of the baddie dogs. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, yeah. yeah, but apparently they are, especially in Disney. Do you know in Tom and Jerry, mm. whose side were you on? I was always Team Tom. I like Tom. I think I was probably Jerry. Really? Interesting. Because Jerry's portrayed to be the good guy in this. But he's He's not, though, is he? He's his own business. But he's little, though, isn't he? Yeah, but he's sadistic. He's the underdog. No, he's... Under mouse. Yeah. He just always makes him look bad, doesn't he? Yeah, Tom was just doing his job. Yeah. Because if Tom didn't do a good job of eliminating the mouse, then he would have been replaced or euthanised or just left in a carrier (laughs) bag on somebody's door handle. He was only doing it for his own survival, (laughs) Ian. You don't seem that engaged in wanting to come into the defence of Jerry. Well, no, I, I just, no, I, I can't remember that well. It's just I remember liking Jerry more just because he was smaller. But I'll be honest, I don't remember it that well. Yeah. OK. OK. In that case, I won't give you a hard time, but <laughs> it seems only fair. <laughs> so the, the issue when we talk about cats being dickheads is because we're anthropomorphising them. So we're trying to judge them by our own standards. And I think one example of that is people think that cats are really sadistic when they do that thing where they're playing with the food. So if a cat catches a mouse or a oh, frog yeah. and then brings it in the home, do you know why they do that? As, a, as like a present for you, don't they? Well, so sometimes it's that, but sometimes it, they keep it for their own good and then they eventually do kill and eat them. But why do you yeah. think that they've got them for so long? It's because they want a friend. No, it's actually an evolutionary instinctive thing. So the, what they're doing is if they've got a little mouse and they're like, let it, the mouse is trying to run away and the cat keeps blocking it with its paws and it looks like it's just like, ha, 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 you can't escape. And it's like some kind of like Roman emperor who has just made a slave fight a lion or something. It's not that at all. It's what they're doing is they're trying to exhaust the creature to make them less of a threat because the way that a cat kills them, it bites them in the spinal cord. But a mouse or a rat or something like could still bite the cat in the face and pose a bit of a risk to it. So what they do is they wear them down and then they go for a safer kill. So it's not actually actually that they're being dickheads or that they're being evil. That's just what they do from a preserving their own face perspective. And when they bring a present in for you, so they're like, do you know they just like drop a mouse or a frog or something? Do you know why they do that? No. Dickheads. Dickheads. No, it's not, it's not because they're dickheads. In fact, it's the, almost the opposite of dickheadery. What they're doing is they're worried about you because they haven't seen you killing and eating any animals. So they bring it to you because they think you need the practice. So they're actually trying to preserve you. Hmm. Yeah, they bring it for you so you can have a go at it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, down Who with that wrote this? I've never had a cat. I, I feel I've, I've come to the defence of cats alone. If that's true, that's actually that's really sweet. So therefore, what we need to do is be maybe a little bit more tolerant of cats. We shouldn't be taking advantage of them just because they're big and powerful and beautiful. They are special creatures, intelligent creatures, rare endangered creatures that we shouldn't be having our photograph taken with them in Brisbane Zoo. 
Uh, maybe we should think twice yeah. about anything that we've done historically there, particularly in a time where people's history is coming back to bite them in a greater way than ever before. Um, so that's us and cats. Yeah. I feel like it was a really condescending way to wrap up the show, <laughs> but that's the ending that we got, folks. As I don't have a song to perform on this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then please go to your podcast provider, like, share, and review. Mm, do that. So thank you for... <laughs> little cheerleader at the bottom there so this has been the don't be a dickhead podcast podcast even i've been john gilbert i've been ian thompson i've been alex king and remember don't Don't be a dickhead. dickhead